Thundergrunt Podcast Network. Hey, Curiosos. It's me, Christopher Scarborough, one of your co-hosts of the Curioso Podcast. And I want to let you know that I'm going to be performing at the Weirdo Show, the Hail Santa version. It's in D.C. at the Beer Baron. This show is going to be hosted by Hot Todd Lincoln. It's going to have Mandy Dalton, the Misbehaving Maidens, which are a bunch of pirate gals who sing. How awesome is that? It's also going to have burlesque stylings of Clementine O'Donnell. Also, Shaggy Wilcox is going to be there. He was on our pizza episode. You remember him. I'm going to be performing with him. So the doors are at 8.30. The show starts at 10. You don't want to miss it. So come on out December 19th for the Weirdo Show. Hail Santa. One of my favorite memories of playing games was when me, Chris, and a few other of our friends would sneak out of our houses late at night and go sit in an empty parking lot behind a church to play Car Wars or Legends of the Five Rings. These are both role-playing games. And I don't know why we sat behind a church to do this. I think all of us were a little too embarrassed to play role-playing games at each other's houses where we might be seen by other normal people. But even to this day, it still makes me giggle that half-dozen kids with a bunch of dungeon guides and dice behind a church in the middle of the night were pretending to fight each other with words underneath streetlights. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. This episode, because it's the Christmassy season, mm-hmm. uh, we had talked about doing this because, you know, families and friends are getting together a lot more this, this time of year, uh, this time of month. Uh, and one of the things they do is play games. Yeah, it's kind of like... You know, you get together for Thanksgiving, you get together for Christmas time, or mm-hmm. for uh, Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or, you know, any of those, uh, whatever you celebrate this time of year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you get together with family. Right. So, you know, whenever you get together with family, you know, you play your uh, Trivial Pursuit and, yeah, your, you know. your family games, your, yeah. the ones that bring you together or sometimes pull you apart. <laughs> Monopoly. <laughs> Monopoly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, uh, you know, play chess with your grandpa, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about a few, uh, a few games like that, card games, board mm-hmm. games, things like that, that, you know, kind of a yesteryear. Mm-hmm. And also some ones that are just kind of wacky and out there. Yeah. So I think the first one I want to bring up, because there's a list. There, there are so many of these. Games have been around since, I think the first game dates back to 2600 BC. You can find an exhaustive, extensive list of games throughout humankind. But one of the ones that I think is 
you know, I may have played in my younger days, mm -hmm. if it was around, is a game called Gother Than Thou. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's like a, it's a card game. Okay, and it seems like it's, um, I don't know, like uh, Magic the Gathering or, you know, any, like, Pokemon card games. Like, uh -huh. you, you throw down this card and you get this power or whatever. This one's a little, little simpler. Basically, it uh, consists of 55 cards within the deck, uh, and there's three different kinds of points. Goth points. <laughs> <laughs> sickness. Slash infection. And money. Okay. So, yeah, so you get to 20 points, 20 goth points, and you win. Uh, too much sickness points, and you make you may have to discard everything. Uh, not enough money means you can't draw. You can't buy da, your, da, da, da. your uh, you know, Mascara. your eyeliner. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> your, your black number one hair dye. <laughs> so here, here's some of the, the cards that are included in that 55 deck. Crying yourself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Disturbing German accent. <laughs> Absinthe minded. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Fun with eyeliner. <laughs> boots. And. Just boots. That's just the name boots. of the card. Just boots. boots. And steady clove supply. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like a. It, kind of, it reminds me of this game that no one ever mentioned back when I was young and a punk rocker. Uh -huh. That we uh, played a game that no one no one actually named it called mm. Punker Than Thou. Punker, yeah, exactly. but it was just a whole bunch of punks yelling saying, at each other. Well, no, everybody was getting <laughs> drunk. You know, like in uh, you know in like a, an apartment or a house, and everybody would be like, "Oh, have you heard of this band? Right. Have you heard of that band? Have you heard of this band?" And if you were the person to name the most amount of bands that nobody else heard of, mm -hmm. you were uh, the punkest one of the room. And, and you had the biggest ass flap. Yeah. <laughs> or the biggest mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> you earned I've, points I've, for every every patch that you sewed on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And took three ska kids to change a light bulb. <laughs> one to hold the then the ladder, one to take the bulb out, the other one to go, huh, 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 pick it up. Right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, Joe. I'm going to talk about a game that uh, I think is kind of near and dear to your heart. And I was really surprised that this wasn't going to be on your list for tonight. What? Because I know you like these. Uh, let's talk about Mad Libs. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, this is a word game that you can do with the entire family. Mm -hmm. Everyone's around, you yeah. know. And uh, this, this, is, this game is awesome. So this basically. Is, well, okay. Hold on. All right. This is like uh, Cards Against Humanity uh, and all these other like fill in the blank Type mm -hmm. games, yeah. I, I really, you know, I would personally say they owe it all to Mad, to Mad Libs. Libs. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of where it all, where oh, a yeah. lot of it stems from. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, it's a, it's a, it's about you know. You, you, okay, all right. So you have a scenario, <laughs> yeah. right? And all your nouns and adjectives and things like that are mm -hmm. all just blanks. Yeah. And then you call out and you ask for a noun. You ask for uh, you know, a person's name, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And you keep on going down until eventually you have all everything filled in. Everything's propagated with with random, you know, words, numbers, letters, expletives, whatever. Mm -hmm. So when you tell the story, mm -hmm. by the time you're done, it's just hilarious because everything's all crazy and mixed up. Mm -hmm. So uh, the creation of Mad Libs links directly to the inability to spell hyperbole as in a seventh grade <laughs> spelling bee. Um, uh, uh, this guy, his name was Leonard Stern, uh -huh. okay? And because he couldn't spell that, he kept a dictionary around 
all the time. He yeah. also kept a thesaurus around. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thesaurus. So, a th- a mm-hmm. um, so basically, uh, in 1953, he was uh, working. He was uh, working in New York, overlooking Central Park. He was uh, writing the script for Jackie Gleason's Honeymooners. Okay. Okay. So he was working with his partner, and he was trying to figure out a name to describe Ralph Cramden's new boss's nose. Mm. So basically, he said, "Okay, uh, clumsy and naked," and they both just started cracking up, laughing. Right. Because he didn't know, you know, that that's not how you describe a nose. Right. You don't yeah. describe a nose as clumsy. You know what I mean? You don't describe a nose as naked, but. Really, if you think about it, you you could. You could say clumsy kind of is like maybe bad genetics or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like a or naked nose. It's kind of or Yeah, I don't know, something. but it's just weird. But he they so they basically they uh they continued to sort of propagate this idea to to, you know, kind of keep this going for a few years. Mm-hmm. And eventually they decided to start making this little booklet that you that you see now when you buy Mad Libs. Right. So uh, they also used it in uh, 1958, he was also working at a nighttime talk show with Steve Allen, uh, okay. a celebrity, and um, and uh, he decided to you know have him use this when he was introducing guests to kind of get them sort of in the mood and like working around and sort of the whole jokey you mm-hmm. know laughing thing. So well, the, the the name of improvising Mad Libs yeah. is a play on the word ad lib. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, you know and he thought that that was mad. Absolutely mad. So mm-hmm. they decided to call it Mad Libs. Right. So him and his partner, they got together and they were they ran out of publishers in the city at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this he was creating this in Chicago. He was trying to find a publisher. No one would publish this. So eventually, he went with his partner and they decided to publish it together yeah. uh, from a you know like a one time publishing house. Right. They published it and then they realized that they they couldn't deliver it. Okay. Because it wasn't like. They published it, but they weren't. <laughs> now expect- what do we do? Yeah, so they had to like take trips back and forth, and eventually put it in uh, in one of their apartments, mm. and just held it there for like three months until wow. they finally got someone uh, to distribute it, mm-hmm. and you know, and you know, couldn't eat inside because <laughs> it was like in their apartment, filling up every single space, right. and eventually kind of, and then it was off after that. Huh. So you know, so we've been enjoying it since uh, since then. I mean, like we're talking, you know, the early fifties. So yeah. it's it's well over half a century old now. Yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah, I know you love Mad Libs. Yeah, they have so much I, fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get you some of that for Christmas. <laughs> Doing some of this research, there there are some crazy old games out there. You've got some really, really turn-of-the-century, very racist games. Oh, yeah. I came across some of that stuff. I try to steer clear myself. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Some sort of like, you know, 60s, 70s sexual movement Mm -hmm. type games. And just it kind of runs the gambit. But here's just a few that I thought were just interesting. I'm not going to go into them, but... Interesting. Yeah, let's let's not go totally into it. <laughs> All right, we'll give it a shot. Ghettoopoly, oh. which is like Monopoly, but uh-huh. it deals with more stolen property, fencing, you know, mm-hmm. the fun stuff. Monopoly has a very, very strange history where basically anyone can make a Monopoly board. I believe it was mm-hmm. an actual court order yeah. that they were – that you, could, you, have, you can make one now and, because it's not – Specifically owned by a monopoly, right? So you right. you can you can make it 
you know, you can make any kind of monopoly, which is why you see like a monopoly for your hometown. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm sure there's a Baltimoreopoly and Dogopoly and Catopoly yeah. and all that and, other stuff. And there's other games so, that are loosely based on the monopoly system. Yeah. There's a game called Passed Out, mm -hmm. you know, which pulling cards and going around the corners and, and stuff like that. You go to jail. And but it's all basically about getting drunk and, you know, now I remember, bar crawl, basically. I never played Passed Out, uh -huh. okay? But I remember seeing it when I was a kid at, like, Spencer's and things like that. Mm -hmm. You would have it way in the back with, like, with like your your fuzzy handcuffs and things like that, right? You would and it have came like, with a little mirror on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like all oh, just all that perverty stuff. You would have <laughs> right. like passed out back there too. Uh -huh. I never played it, but I remember seeing it. Uh, public assistance is another one that's like oh. Monopoly. Oh, it hurts a little bit, but it's set up <laughs> like Monopoly, like a Monopoly. Board. You know? Yeah. Um, there's another one called Offshore Oil Strike. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, you know. Oh, well, mm -hmm. that's a thing going on right now, too. Yeah. When, when did that come out? Uh, early 70s. And really? Because that, that is a huge topic right now, offshore yeah. drilling and all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they should be bringing that one back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh and guess who uh, made the game? I don't know. BP. Oh, for real? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> oh. Trying to do something with all those oil profits. Right. Besides buying a mare. Uh, there's a game about mm -hmm. sinking the Titanic. Yeah, that's uh I think I don't know that kinda happened on accident. Yeah. Big yeah. iceberg, crappy metal, yeah. Well, boat I, goes down. I, I, <laughs> you I know? saw I was watching. It wasn't like, like it was sunk on purpose. <laughs> no, but I think it's I think it's something like you're running around trying to find like food and water to, to put into the lifeboats or something mm. like that. Yeah, I that was a little ridiculous. Yeah, Dana said she was ready to play it. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, me she too. thinks I should go buy it. Yeah, it's basically facing the perils of the open sea afterwards. There's another one called Uranium Rush. Where I'm guessing it came out early 50s when we were doing all the uh, nuclear testing and stuff like that. Yeah, the atomic age. Yes, mm -hmm. the atomic We've age. We've moved into the atomic age. And it, it seems like it's a mix between operation mm -hmm. and kind of like the game of life. Mm -hmm. So you have a Geiger counter and it lights up and buzzes as you go around the board to pick up you know, bits and pieces Oh, of uranium. Are, they, are they using real uranium? I don't know. <laughs> I hope Is not. it a real Geiger counter? Uh, Holy no, smokes. I, it's probably like, you know, just a contact, metal contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't know, Joe. It depends on when it came out. It could be real. I mean, do you remember like those old chemistry sets and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. That had like all kinds of crazy, you could just buy. The ones like, from like the 20s yeah. actually had dangerous like chemicals plutonium and uranium yeah. and crazy stuff like that oh it's it. depleted yeah. don't worry about it yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sorry little tommy all your hair <laughs> fell out <laughs> then you have newer games well not newer 90s games which are just hilarious like the vanilla ice electronic wrapping game yeah i saw that and it has like a like a microphone attached to it <laughs> yeah, like yeah. um like, go ninja go ninja go <laughs> like what is the what was the uh, Skeletor's castle yeah, that yeah. had the had the microphone thing in it? Exactly. I, I have one in my basement. Yeah. From when I was a kid, swear to God, I have awesome. one. It's in my parents' basement. It's down there, and it still works. Oh, I don't know how the batteries are still working. I was going to say those C C batteries are probably gonna be corroded. I know, <laughs> but it, I swear it's still it totally still works. We got to break that out. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do it for we'll break it out for an episode. Right. And that brings me to Killer Bunnies and the Quest for the Magic Carrot. 
Talking about Vanilla Ice, that's the next thing I think of. The quest for the magic hair. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the point of, of the game is basically to get as many carrot cards as possible. And one of the cards reveals a magic carrot card. Okay. So it's like, I guess it's like um, um, Willy Wonka. You know? All right, yeah. Oh, God, a golden, golden ticket. The, go- the golden ticket, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. And the person who finds that card within the game wins, basically. So once you get your, your magic carrot card, you win. But you can also try to kill off other bunnies while keeping as many of yours alive as possible. So I guess you can kind of spawn. It seems like you can spawn because bunnies, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they hump and make yeah. more and more bunnies. Uh-huh. So I guess you can have Minion sent out on the board to find all these carrot cards to hunt for the one magical card. That's so weird. It's, yeah, really bizarre. Like, you can kill off other characters, everything from a kitchen whisk to a nuclear warhead. You can use those to kill off characters. So, yeah, it seems like a very uh, interesting and strange game. All right, Joe. If I asked you who the Red Rocker and the Blue Bomber were, would you be able to tell me? Mm, Rock'em Sock'em Robots? They are the mm-hmm. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I remember that All right, game. so the Blue Bomber is obviously the blue one. The Red uh, red Rocker is the red one. And uh, you, you got them together, and you have your little, your, you have your little button mashing mm-hmm. stuff, and you put them together, and you try to knock each other's block off, right? That's right. So <laughs> now I had this as a kid, mm-hmm. okay? And I bought this for my kid for his, like, <laughs> third birthday, right. just so we could play this together. Mm. And he still gets mad at me for beating his... His butt, um, but yeah. So it's it's uh, a it, this this game actually came out in 1963. So Burt Meyer was a longtime toy ma- toy maker uh, in uh, Chicago. Uh, he worked for Marvin Glass and Associates, and he was the one of the game's creators. Uh, he had uh, he used to as a kid he used to go and he would plunk quarters in this machine at the arcade where you could take and basically do the same thing as Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Okay. Okay, so he had this little arcade game where it had these two little guys, okay, and you would hit the button and mm-hmm. they would try to do the same thing, knock each other's block off. And he right. said, I want to make, I want to take this and bring it to a home game. So okay. he started creating it. However, in 1963, there was a featherweight champion, Davey Moore. He lost a brutal fight to Sugar Ramos at Dodger Stadium, and he actually fell into a coma, and he died. Hmm. So uh, this kind of weighed heavily on him, and he was like, okay, this isn't going to look good for these two little plastic (laughs) boxers trying to punch each other's lights out, right? Right, right. Because everybody, it was a big deal at the time. Yeah, yeah, of course. So what he decided to do is he decided to make the guys robots, you get right? away from being the whole human thing. Yeah. Exactly. So you have these two robots, the, the Red Rocker, the Blue Bomber. Mm-hmm. If they knock each other's block off, you just push the head back down and boom. I mean, yeah. they're robots. They're okay. They're robots, That's kid. what I'm saying. So so if they sit there and destroy each other, it's not like they're going to hurt each other. Yeah, you, you need know? some bolts and a welder and you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, uh, so basically they came out with it. It was put out originally by a company named Marks that went defunct. Eventually, Mattel bought it, and they made a bit of a smaller version. It mm-hmm. used to be a lot larger back then. Oh, yeah. In the it was day. like a full uh, full board size, you yeah. know, foot yeah. by foot. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like a much smaller size, and that's mm-hmm. the one that I bought for my kid. Right. So, and basically, because it was, uh, it was made out of high-impact polystyrene, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was just super-duper strong. So, yeah. like, like, literally, you can beat the 
crap out of this thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because you're moving it. You got two little boys that are trying to punch each other with robots. Yeah, you're, they're just gonna like beat this thing and oh, pick yeah. it up and slam it, and and it really, really took a beating. And it was, I mean, this thing was almost indestructible. Mm-hmm. So uh, the only thing that I've ever found with any of the Rock'em Sock robots that I've played with mm. is that the little ring guards. Yeah. Right. They always just pop right off. Oh yeah. I, I, they always pop right off. Yeah. But that that's the only problem with this toy that I've ever ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I just thought uh, I've always loved Rock'em Sock'em robots, and uh, so I was reading like a little article uh, about the the guy who had made it, and uh, he uh, still to this day has never uh, seen real steel, which <laughs> I like to <laughs> yeah. think of as uh, Wolverine in the Rock'em Sock'em robots uh, movie. Yeah, in the pantheon yeah. of Rock'em Sock'em, that's. Yeah, I can see that. It is the most Rock'em Sock'em movie that there is, right? There is no other movie about robots that are fighting like that. True. Like that, yes. I mean, there was an old uh, English TV program. Mm -hmm. It's called BattleBots. Yeah, but they had like buzzsaws and stuff like that. In my brain, that was like taking that old board game. Yeah. And bringing it to... Updating it or whatever. With science. Yeah. With science! Well, I also just saw another another movie this past weekend, which I, a lot of people know that's out, called Big Hero 6, right? Yeah, not the same. No. Well, okay, I'm just saying that that, that the bot fighting, mm-hmm. robot fighting, yeah. is uh, falls heavily into the storyline. So me and my kid went to go see it. Yeah. So bot, bot fighting falls heavily into the storyline, especially at the very beginning. See, so I, 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 think, I still think that, I'm just saying, yeah. f- fighting robots I know, is, is I know, still a through line in movies today. Uh, and it's been that way for a very long time. Among the other list of weird games, I found one called Mark Twain's Memory Builder. In 1885, Mark Twain decided to try his hand at making board games, and it's like... Samuel Clemens himself? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like little, you know, squares, and you have things like happiness, uh, wealth, crime, honor, industry, bravery, and and basically you... It focuses mainly on the European royalty and Mark Twain's life and career, and divided into... Four different sections, and you have to go through like this timeline and everything like that. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. It's, again, kind of like... So it's kind of like the game of life. Yeah, but it's also based on memory. Okay. You know, where you would flip over two, you know, yeah, two yeah, cards yeah. at a time, yeah. and you have to match them up without seeing them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, but then there's also this little route that you can pat, you know, take through. Uh, you've got games like the game of good sex. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. It, it was developed by Dr. Ruth. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's pretty straightforward. It's not, you have tokens and you It's get to, not a game that you want to play with your mom. <laughs> I'm just saying. I wouldn't want to play with my mom. <laughs> Some people. You've got a game from 1986 called Is the Pope Catholic? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he is. I, I mean, so. he's got that hat and everything. <laughs> so the objective of the game is to become the Pope. Uh, and oh, do you get to like burn uh, something, and you get to puff up a white cloud or a, a, a gray cloud at the end? <laughs> yeah, and get the ring, get the signet <laughs> ring. Yeah, you have to complete six decade rosary, a, a rosary that spans six decades apparently, in order to make it to completion. So, okay. well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, you don't get you know you don't get to become pope young, right? Some of the fun 
things include nipping at the holy wine and squandering the church's money on candy. <laughs> a few other notable ones. You have a card game called Nuclear War, which is a fast-paced comical card game about the end of the world. Oh, there's so many. I, like, mm-hmm. I have a game called, like, z- Zombies or something like that, where you, you know, yeah. zombies chase after. We've played that before, right? Yeah, but this is from 1965. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, people were making these weird, Nuclear War games. Comical. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> What's so good? I can't even imagine I... what would be comical about that. I don't know. I don't know. It's funny. Giant mushroom cloud. And that person lost <laughs> his, most of him. So is do you get to puff up smoke just like the Pope game? In this <laughs> yeah, exactly. One? It's to get the ring. <laughs> uh, there's a game called Mystic Skull, the game of voodoo. So I guess you actually get to play um, with voodoo dolls. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's like, um, you know, those shopping games that came out in the 80s and 90s for, for oh, girls? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Surprise shopping trip. Use yeah. your credit card. Buy everything. I do remember that. I think it's like that. Okay. But with... Voodoo dolls. But you get to buy voodoo dolls? No, no. You, you get, get to stick to, pins in things. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Hurt everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is your liver. Right. <laughs> Make that boy fall in love with you real good. Stab, stab. <laughs> Joe, I think it's time to go. All right. See you guys. Taking right, my well, bagel okay, and I'm well, getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the game go. Oh, yes. So do you know about the game go? Yeah, and it's... It comes in different names, too. It, it does. Now, I'll mention again, uh, at the top of the hour, you were talking about us playing Car Wars and Legend of the Five Rings. Mm-hmm. Well, in Legend of the Five Rings, it's kind of like a feudal Japanese yeah. you know, uh, uh, game that we played mm-hmm. as young geeks. Um, <laughs> now and, we're old geeks. Yeah, so it's like feudal Japan and stuff. But one of the things that I remember is that you could, wind, you could play Go in the game. Right. And I learned a little bit about it from reading from one of the books. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is really neat. It's kind of like chess. Well, come to find out, Go is actually much, much older than chess. Oh, yeah, of course. Go is between 2,500 and 4,000 years old. It's the oldest game that it's still played in its original form. Wow. Now, uh, the board is played with very, very simple, you know, very simple diagrams. Mm -hmm. You basically have a, you know, cross, you know, lines and circles, okay? So all of your lines, they're set up in a cross pattern. Generally, you're, you know, set up in a couple of different ways where you have like a 14 by 14, a 19 by 19. Basically, you're just getting a bigger and bigger board. Mm -hmm. So you have a longer game, Mm -hmm. okay? It's played with little black and white stones, okay? So just like checkers, if you would think about it. Except for in checkers, you're placing your pieces in the center of the square, Mm -hmm. okay? And in Go, you're placing them at the crosshairs of the square. Oh, okay. Okay? Gotcha. Now, the objective is to basically capture as many of the other people's uh, stones as possible. Okay. Okay? You do that by completely surrounding them. Mm. All right? Now, generally, the black moves first. The black stone sets down first. And it is, uh, so they they have kind of like the advantage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the person that generally is better at playing plays the white. Well, no, no, yeah, okay. Like I was saying with chess, right? Well, yeah. When you're playing chess, you have, you know, you have, you're playing with your grandpa. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's, he has the advantage, 
Okay, he's been he's played many more games than you. True, you know what I mean. But I don't, that I don't, sort of is thing. there a rule where white goes first or black goes first in chess? I oh. believe so. Yeah. No, I know your first move you can be double jump if you're using your pawn. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if there's. I a... believe black always goes first in chess as well. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, let us know, Curiosus, yeah. if we're wrong, because I'm pretty sure black always goes first. Okay. So. Uh, so basically, you, you surround your opponent, and uh, and then you you know once you do that, you capture one of his stones. Okay. So it's it's very much like chess as well. You're capturing mm-hmm. the stones, but like I said, it's just a mu- much older version. So basically, you have all pawns instead of right, having right. different things like knights and you know rooks, rooks and, and bishops th- that and... move in different directions. Mm-hmm. But instead of your your pieces moving, you're literally just sitting down at the crosshairs, and that's where they stay. Mm-hmm. So of course, everybody has the same amount of stones, mm-hmm. and uh, you 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 win the game by either capturing, you know, you basically win the game at the very end by counting how many you've actually captured. Okay, so it's all based on movement and strategery. It is. It's okay. strategery in its finest. <laughs> right. So now this isn't a game that I've played very much. I think I've played one or two games in my life before. I don't own a board. Mm-hmm. But I have to be honest with you, after playing, I've played a lot of chess, yeah. okay? I'm not a chess master or anything. Mm-hmm. I like it. I just have a, a, a good time. Yeah. I mean, there are, th- I mean, you, you know my cousin Mikey. Yeah. Like, I can't play my cousin Mikey with, he just beats me every single time. <laughs> every time. Every time. Well, it's because he used to play my great uncle, who mm-hmm. used to beat him every single time. So he got really, so really good at it. Passed down the... Uh, yeah, he just passed yeah. down the gene, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But also, when my wife and I play, which we used to play in the back room all the time over a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. we would sit home on a Friday night. I know, we're, we're so adventurous. Hey. Sit home on a Friday night, drink a bottle of wine, and, mm-hmm. and play chess in our sun porch. Right. You know what I mean? And I would beat her every single time. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of like, a, you know, it's just like a passing it all down. Oh, yeah. So, and I'm going to, after... My son kind of graduates from the Rock'em Sock'em robots. <laughs> I'll beat his button chess. You know what I mean? For at or, least the first five years. Yeah, and he'll for the first you. few years. Yeah, exactly. It took, me, it took me, my dad used to play with me all the time uh-huh. with chess, and it took me oh, eight years to beat him. Before you finally beat him? Before I finally beat and him. And you didn't give up? Nope. I was. I think I was like 16, yeah. something like that, the first time I beat him, and I'm like, huh? What's it, going it on? Did, this this world? did not happen. Yeah, this the, did like, not happen. The world stopped at that moment. It was <laughs> well, that's awesome. all right. And that's why I stopped playing Monopoly because my sister always beat me. Like, no, no, every she would get up time. and punch you. No, oh yeah, that, kind well, of that too. That too. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, and then she would steal all my money. But <laughs> right. no, no, I was. Just and then terrible. your Monopoly money. Yeah. I was I was I was terrible as at Monopoly as a kid and I still hate it to this day. But I can't stand but uh go. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this a shot. I'd like to get a board mm-hmm. and uh hint we'll hint give family. It a go. Uh hint hint family, Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm sorry I ruined your joke. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> all right. There are a ton of these like guess who mystery dating game type things. Mm-hmm. And I I always found them funny because like the game Guess Who you you know it's been set up different different ways different eras. Is, guess guess who is kind of like a memory a little bit too, right? Yeah, isn't it? And yeah. I think the like most of the mystery dating games are very similar to that. It's yeah. like um, your your date has glasses and you put that card down. Mm-hmm. You know he's tall and you put down the short card. And, you know what I mean? Like, and you you're slowly building the character and then trying to remember in your hand of you know, four or five possible dates or characters, depending on which game. Uh, I always just found that funny that a lot of these games are to teach 
memorization mm-hmm. to teach uh, most of the time it's uh, strategy. Yeah, you know, even if it's a simple, silly game like take sorry for instance. Ooh. It's a it's a very simple game. Take sorry, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very, very simple game, but if you play it Sorry. right. Sorry. <laughs> but if that. you play it right, yeah. if you strategize properly, like you will, you know, sweep the board every time. Really? Nathan does it to Even me. Even with that bubble bobble thing oh, on the top. Nathan does it? it to me every damn time I play that. He's like, let's play <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I'm like, I know what you want to play because you're going to beat me. <laughs> He's like, what? But it's true. You know, they it helps build that strategic thought process in your brain yeah so even dumb you know oh who could my date be (laughs) you know oh it's billy that's not who i wanted it can still teach you things on the back end while you're you know rolling your dice playing your cards whatever Mm -hmm. i just think that's fascinating that even ridiculous games like lie cheat and steal the game of political power well i guess they could teach you a lot about being a corrupt politician. Well, really, isn't, I mean, like, like mo- a lot of these games are, like you said, they're about strategy. So yeah. it's it's kind of like they're just setting you up to manipulate people for the rest of your <laughs> or life. Or that, right? yeah. You know what I mean? Except yeah. for Rock'em Sock'em Robots was just about beating people. Punching people. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, sorry, punching robots. Yeah, punching robots. Uh-huh. Punching robots. <laughs> punching punching robots. robots. We're actually doing the robot <laughs> yeah, while we, we do that. We're both doing it. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. So have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? Mm-hmm. Okay. Several times, It's yeah. really a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of so, fun. But and you have to play to the crowd, though. Yeah. I've learned you, this. You absolutely... Yes, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily what you think is funny. Oh, because there's a lot of funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's what other people think is funny. Now, right. the... the People that ask have asked me what, and this is like it, right now. This is one of the hottest games that is is out. It's like number one top selling game on Amazon. Mm-hmm. They keep on selling out. So if you don't know what this game is, I'll explain it the best way I can. Have you ever played Apples to Apples? I've never played that. I, it's kind of like the same thing, but mm-hmm. like not as crude. <laughs> so I call Cards Against Humanity. Apples to crapples. <laughs> okay. It's. I mean, really, it's the best way to explain it. So mm-hmm. apples to apples is just sort of, you're still saying funny things and all that, but mm-hmm. it's just uh, Cards Against Humanity is like the dirty side. It's, right. It's like apples to apples at night. You, <laughs> On right? crack at yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so you have basically, you have a black card and you, you know, you, you sit that down, everyone reads it, it has a blank space. Oh, see, I read, I... I actually, the games I've played, mm-hmm. everyone has to read that card. Yeah, yeah. Well, like that's aloud. what I'm saying. You you read it out aloud, mm-hmm. and then you have, the white cards are the ones that you have in your hand. Right. And then you play a card uh, with that. Everyone flips them up so everyone mm-hmm. can read them. And then, you know, you read them out loud. And basically, the person who flipped over the black card, the person whose turn it is, gets to pick mm-hmm. whoever is the funniest. And then the, the person who gets that wins that you know, wins that round and gets a point. Right. And like I was saying before, Cards Against Humanity, I think it's a newer, updated, adult version of Mad Libs in Mm -hmm. card form. In card form, yeah. You know, you're taking a, rather than a scene or a line or or something. It's not, you're not taking the whole story, you're taking like one sentence. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. A statement, a sentence, and then you're making people fill in those blanks Mm -hmm. within that 
statement. Absolutely. So uh, this came about a few years ago uh, in Chicago. Uh, this is, like every game that I've came up with has come out of Chicago. Pretty much, it's yeah. It's a gamey town, apparently. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> Real you know, gamey. They got deep dish in games, apparently. <laughs> right. So, uh, and it was like about six or seven friends that just kind of got together. They thought this idea up, and they're basically millionaires now, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, they've sold out like several times. Mm. They originally had a Kickstarter, Okay, Okay. that went up and they sold it. And uh, I mean, they've sold out several times and they're selling out on Amazon constantly. Mm. Um, But basically, they they split the profit six ways exactly, you know, for what they make after Mm -hmm. the initial Kickstarter to get them up and going. Right. So they've come out with a few extra decks and things like that. Mm -hmm. But the coolest thing about it to me, they're really anti-establishment. They won't sell anything at Walmart or Target Mm -hmm. or, you know, any any of those places. No, they sell it off their site Mm -hmm. and that's it. That's awesome. And and Amazon and that's it. So also, uh, this game is technically Creative Commons, which mm. means that people can print this game out off of their site. And I've seen that. Yeah, and not pay anything. They don't have to pay anything. Yeah, they print it right off their site and make, make your own cards. Yeah. And they're like, you can have it for free if you want. Yeah, one of the first times I played it, uh, someone had a real deck yeah. you know, that they mm-hmm. bought, and then they had an addition deck that they had made Yeah, where basically they took... I don't even know how much time they spent doing this, but they made their own answer cards, Mm -hmm. you know, just based on playing the game so often. They just decided... Oh, this would be funny. To throw this, you know, so they had another, you know, deck of like 50 or 70 cards that they had printed themselves Mm -hmm. and would throw in, you know, just for fun, extra answers. So it was neat. Yeah, it is is really neat. It's really neat and really funny, um, but... (laughs) This is my favorite part about what happened this past Black Friday. So uh, to basically, uh, you know, you're probably gonna have to bleep this, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, but to basically call bullshit on Black Friday, Mm. they came out with a version of the card game that they called called bullshit. Okay. Mm. Now instead of it being an actual card game, uh, they they put out a little, you know, like a little. Disclaimer, okay, mm-hmm. saying uh, basically, uh, if you really think that you're getting a deck of Cards Against Humanity, you know, this holiday season, this is not what you're getting. You're literally getting bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did is is they sold sterilized cow dung <laughs> in the boxes, okay, like completely sterilized cow dung in these boxes. And here's the best joke about it: they sold out. Oh, yeah. For six bucks a box. Oh, yeah, I bet. They sold out. So literally, I mean, you, you it's not like you can play that card, right? You <laughs> I, know, I, I mean? would. <laughs> you, you know, I would. Play that cow puck or I would whatever. be like, boom, the end of the game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's literally, how you beat every, everyone. With that, that's how, like, literally that move right there to me, uh, they they beat, you know, the punkest guy in the room, right? <laughs> right. That was like yeah. that, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. was, they are now the punkest guy in the room. That yep. is just hilarious and really cool. So uh, I'm going to take and uh, put an Amazon link mm-hmm. of Cards Against Humanity yeah, up definitely. on our site. So if you really want to go buy this game, uh, come through our website, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and buy it there. We'll get a couple bucks. And I really, really appreciate it. You yep. know what I mean? Because I'd like to buy uh, one of these myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without the so the bull****. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, kids. Uh, we hope you guys have a great, fun-filled, fantastic family togetherness time uh, this December. And for your 
Christmas and your New Year's, your Kwanzaa, your Hanukkah, your... Is there any other ones? Uh, there's a lot of other ones. I mean, what, whatever religion you're celebrating. Yeah, uh, do it. I know you got a holiday coming up, so mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy it all. And uh, Joe and I will probably be hanging out drinking Chimay. Mm-hmm. Playing Car Wars. Yeah, playing Car Wars <laughs> and maybe gotta, Cards Against Humanity. I, you know, we got to break those books out again. Yeah, we're going to be playing The Sinking of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Nuclear War. I wish we had nuclear war. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I would totally play that I with I want to play Exploding Cow. Is that a game, too? Yeah. Oh, man. We didn't even get I can into teach that. you how to play spades or All hearts. All right. Cool. You know? Let's do it. All right. See you guys. Is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. We tweet at curioso podcast. And if you have any five star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free.